If, uh, if life is just dragging you around or love can't be found, or maybe you found love and it's fucking with your head, we're here to help you out whatever challenges you may have in life and love. And who are we? We are your gay aunties. We're the chicks you ask when there's nobody else to ask. Or maybe we're the ones you ask before you ask anybody else. All right. You can contact your gay aunties at yourgayaunties at gmail.com and maybe we'll read your letter on the air. Or just holler at us at yourgayaunties at Instagram. Okay, well, that's that. Now, on to the show. Hey, 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 this is Hanifa Walida. This is Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties coming at ya. Yeah. Yeah. So, Red was trying to text me while she was driving. She wanted to get something off her chest. I'm like, can you please wait till you get home? (laughs) And don't be texting me some bullshit. You ain't texting me no more. (laughs) True, true. Gotta be safe. You were right. I stopped. (laughs) So, um, so I'm I'm gonna pass it to you. You, 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 There's something you want. I feel you need to get off your chest or or just flesh out, flesh out in some way, like you know. But I didn't quite understand what you were saying. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, first, hey everybody. (laughs) I was. Just randomly, like I, I clicked on this live today, and the sister was, um, you know, just just talking about her life stuff and and experiences, and she said, um, in the middle of it, how there are a lot of straight men who don't like women, right? Mm. They um, are they have to have sex with women. Like, because they're straight, but that their consciousness is male centered, like their experiences with women um, are even peppered with male um, approval. Right. Mm. So they're only going to do things with women that men say are okay. Um, They're only going to have certain opinions about women that the men around them share. Um, And so even though they are straight men, they're heterosexual men, they have um, sexual relationships with women that they don't like women. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, you know, an interesting point and it brought back something that, um, my sister Enina J said once in a poem. And Big up Enina J. Yes, she said that not all lesbians like women. And Damn. I, right, <laughs> when I heard that, it was one of those things that fell in the middle of the room, like just like that. Like, what do you mean? What, we're like lesbians. We're lesbians because we like women, because we love women, because blah, blah, blah. And it was like, nah, like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, right? <laughs> Not all lesbians approach women from a powerful, positive, loving place. Some women approach women like men who don't like women. Mm. 
Mm. I'm going to hold my thought. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to some, some pen and paper. I need to write this down because me holding my thought is like trying to hold air. No, say it, say it. <laughs> okay. All right. So like, talk about it. So, so, so is when I imagine this and I, when I imagine this, I'm like, I, to some degree can't imagine it or I have, I don't think I've experienced it, but then I'm asking myself, is that because I am quote unquote, the masculine aggressive, almost laugh saying aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know me anyway, but I'm the, you know, um, the one that is more likely than not, at least stereotypically would be the one that is treating a woman like a straight man would treat a woman who he, because he doesn't innately like women, but he just has, but he's attracted to women. Mm. And so I'm like, so, because as you're saying, this is like, I can imagine it. Like I can imagine one plus one equals two. I know that there's some math in there that of course that has to be something that exists, but who does it exist for? Like, can, can that be embodied in say a quote unquote feminine woman, but maybe, you know, and how she treats her partner who, who, who may be a masculine person. Or even how she may treat her friends. Yeah. Like, what do you, like the impact, in other words, what is the impact of, on, on the relationship as opposed to the impact on the community? There, you know, your small nook of a community. Yeah. And, and can it be both? Like, because I'm <laughs> assuming, you know, and, and I love that you, that you brought it up in both ways, right? There are mm. lots of feminine women who, you know, I don't like girls. That's why I hang out with guys because girls do this and girls do that. And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of um, negative connotation yeah. with the word girl, right? <laughs> so, or female or women or any of that. Like there's, it's almost said like it tastes bad. Right, mm. but so- isn't but isn't but isn't being you know lesbian in particular because queer is one thing, but lesbian in particular that I mean you're not even letting to the part at least you got a baseline <laughs> understanding of that to be a woman is a good thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Baseline understanding. Um, <laughs> but then what about the? the males who are sexually attracted to women and still don't have that. Well, that's their power because they are women, but like you're talking about women who are, um, I'm way you, way you were saying it. I well, you know, say women that's like, I don't be hanging around other women cause they be doing girls be doing this and be doing that. And as if a, to say being a girl is a bad thing or it just connotes something bad. Mm-hmm. Whereas being a lesbian, at least, like I said, on a baseline level, you should be like, yeah, I'm happy to be a part of this party because women are great. Like, just generally speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would hope. And I think that's the assumption. Like, people um, assume that all lesbian gatherings are going to be these, you know, TV sleepovers, you know, where everybody is like, you know, having pillow fights, and, you know what I'm saying? Like wearing little pajamas. Like that's just it's just not, I mean, I I was hoping, but no, that's not how it turned out to be, right? <laughs> and there are some there are some circles 
um, of lesbian women that I've been in that were not welcoming mm, and maybe okay. it's not welcoming to, you know, maybe it wasn't welcoming to me, you know, maybe it wasn't welcoming to new people, you know, or new women. Maybe it wasn't welcoming to, you know, people, women that moved to Atlanta from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right? But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are, there are lots of ways that that could happen. And when the sister said it today, like it brought back that point that, you know, it's not, it's not just men that don't like women. But but we've always known that, you know, and I don't, the thing is, I don't, I don't, I think that thing they're talking about when you like women who don't like women, I don't know how closely that is linked to one's sexuality. I just think that some women really swallow the wrong pill in their up in their upbringing and whatever, or maybe they just got some shit pills to swallow, you know, and still swallowed them. You know, they didn't have a choice, you know, and they just, you know, I mean, a, a lot of, I mean, I think we all put like this. I think, I think we all are raised to whatever degree to think that we are less than because we are girls. I don't give a fuck. You can say what you yeah. want. You can shoot to the top of the hills and 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 march into your feet bleed. If you was raised as a girl, okay, however you define girl, you was raised and your girlhood was accepted and that was seen deemed as less than. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether it's subtly or blatantly or all kinds of little cues and codes and crap that we get growing up, some of us process that and um, overcome it. Some of us still processing (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know, some of us, you know, take it internally and it eats away as how we see each other or see ourselves rather, therefore how we see others, you know, and you get, and you wind up getting those kinds of women that they'll say some shit out their mouth. Like, wow, do you, like you don't like women, like you right. just think women ain't shit. Like you know, you know, and not for nothing. Sometimes, and this is not every fag hag, but a lot of fag hags that I've known have been those kind of women. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, not to stereotype fag hags or even use the word fags, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't think there's what other word is there. It's the only word in the English vocabulary to describe women. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah. women, you know what I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> so I'm just going to offend nobody. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a new word okay. for that. <laughs> no, no. Give me a yeah. synonym. I, you know, I, and I'll correct myself for the next time. But that's the only one I know of. Right. Anyway, um, you know, so I, I think I've experienced these kinds of women, straight women, I've, uh, queer. No, actually, I, I, I'll be lying if I say that I personally have been around women within my my women's community that that show that kind of trait. Now, you know, people can be just be whack on for on other levels for other things, mm-hmm. but that particular trait, eh, not really. Not for me. Like I'll speak for not, myself. Not appreciating or not liking girls women. not liking yeah, being exactly. a girl. You cannot like a girl mm-hmm. <laughs> for a particular reason, but generally just thinking less of what women can do and what women are in the world. Not really. Not in my camp. Okay, so let me ask this. And this is like, well, I just asked the question. Do you think that it would exist more with women who um, are masculine identified because of that 
pill that you talked about. Like, because mm-hmm. being a girl is such a deplorable thing that... You see what I, where I'm going with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, no, no. I know. I see where you want to go with it, but I just want to get. I just want to be Jesus for a minute and just take the wheel a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And I'm asking, right? I'm I'm even yeah, thinking, yeah, like so formulating sure. the question while I'm saying it. <laughs> I told. I totally hear that. I totally hear that. I think we need to be clear on what kind of masculine we're talking about because there are women who are just by default, just masculine and they, their masculine is expressed in different masculine ways. There's no monolithic masculine. Hello, Mm -hmm. one. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but as far as the, ask that question again, because it was something about it through me. Ask the question again. Yeah. So you were saying that, you know, that it was, it's a hard pill to swallow, like growing up in Mm -hmm. society that does not value girls, right? That girls are inferior and some Mm -hmm. women, and I'm not, of course, not all women, but some women who um, become more masculine identified, I'm asking like, is it possible that some of that is based in the the that pill being swallowed like that that, that yeah totally I, I think being I, there and saying that girlhood is inferior and therefore I'm not going to be that. Listen, I mean, I I I think for any woman um, who presents as a masculine woman, that's their default. Um, you know, they're not putting anything on, they're not forcing it. They couldn't be overtly feminine if they try to look, you know, corny or whatever. Look, this is weird as, it would, as a straight man, you know, trying to get as a woman, right? right? So it's just in there, you know, it's in their muscle memory, whatever, you know, right? So of course, you know, I, I think that, and I'll include myself in that, 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 that camp, um, that you spend your life when you're by default, a non-conforming woman, before you even figure out your politics and all of that, by default, you're a non-conforming woman or girl, right? You know, you have to begin to develop your personal relationship with masculinity. And I think it's something that is not really said. I think people just say, I'm masculine woman, and everyone has an idea of what that is. (laughs) And Probably, you know, it feels monolithic and it probably is to a large degree, you know, but really when you say that, you're saying that I, I am drawn to developing a relationship with my masculinity, just like any of the boy, quote unquote, straight cis man does. It's just that they have a stronger um, vice against them saying, but you can't go, but so you can't. You know, so you just have a, you have a spectrum of quote unquote, I'm talking about like cis, you know, gendered men, right. You know, like uh, straight men, you know, you have, there is a a spectrum, you know, you got your punks, you got your nerds, you got your gentlemen, you got your this, you got your that, but that palette is the only thing that I, or at least initially the only thing that I, as a masculine person have to derive, have to pick from to try and figure out where I fit in that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you kind of walk this journey some. And, and this is the thing, like with with younger um, people, um, depending on what camp you're in, you're kind of only getting that message. So, you know, sometimes there's a lot of hyper masculinity and you 
adopt the worst parts of masculinity on your journey to finding how you're going to navigate masculinity in this uh, uh, um, uh, female human being form, if that's how you identify, if you're cisgender in that in that regard, right? So that that is a journey onto itself. Let's not even put trans and everything, all that on top of it, okay? That in itself is a journey, just navigating masculine when you're not supposed to have to do that. <laughs> and all you have in your palate is, you know, um, you know, uh, um, you know, you know, God, even trying to think like, of a word. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, all the archetypes, you know, all the archetypes, including, you know, gentlemen, you sit different ways, you know, like when I've mentored young people or in particular, more masculine, um, uh, young women, um, you know, I like, listen, you know, all you got to do is just figure out what kind of nigga you're going to be. You know what I'm saying? Just don't think that's just one kind of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like one kind of, you know, do you supposed to sit this particular way or grunt this particular way mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, you know, or, re- or react this particular way, you know, like look at the men around you, you know, or, or the masculine people around you that have honed the art of masculinity to whatever degree. And, you know, <laughs> let that, you know, pick from that palette or even your favorite movie. I mean, you could be anything you want, you know, and, and, and let's be very clear that, you know, this whole masculine and feminine energy is, that's almost a little bit of an illusion too, because then we associate masculinity with a particular sex too. And then it gets weird and it's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. just, just go with the flow, whatever that flow is. If in this world is deemed as more masculine than not cool, but that's just a little jump off point. Then you can just play, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and if you, and you know, and if you want to, and the most masculine trait is you can't tell me what the fuck to do. So won't you play and let's push the envelope as opposed to stay in this little bitty box that men have provided for themselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and let's, you know, expand the palette of how you can manipulate and weave and yield and, and express masculinity. Hmm. And then how does that reflect in how you view femininity? Um, I think they correlate to whatever degree. I mean, I mean, (laughs) that's still actually, actually, then then that actually has nothing to do with how your own personal journey of how you see yourself, because then you still got to deal with whatever crap you was raised around that taught you how to how to relate to other people and other partners and what you saw in the home and all those little factors that I don't care what your sexuality is or your gender or expression, you still got to be raised in some kind of home environment, even if it's out on the fucking streets and you're surrounded by people. And though that's your information mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that you, when you start getting into relationships and relating to people that you are attracted to sexually, you unfortunately have that initial baggage that you have to unpack and your only job, no one else's job, homie, <laughs> your only job is to continually unpack that and get rid of your old shit that you ain't wearing a year or the stuff that's not that's not serving you and again that is a part of you navigating your masculinity you know owning up being responsible for what is not good for you or to others around you and you know and forget about blaming people and you know going to all of that and and or attacking that onto your masculinity well this is just me it's like nah nigga that ain't you that ain't good (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) that don't got to be you that ain't a rule You know, so um, I mean, so like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You kind of, yeah. So it's making me think about like, you know, what those, those lessons are that, that you get from the, from, from society, from those places, from your upbringing. Um, mm-hmm. And I almost felt when, um, 
when you were describing it that way, one, and it's probably because I do like work with children, like that's a a very mature way to approach it. And how long, <laughs> no, really, but like how long would it take someone to get from the initial experience or the initial uh, patterning and um, what's the word? Like when you're the posturing, right, of masculinity mm-hmm. into the the real practice from what you're talking about. Like how honestly, I, th- I think each generation is, is, is benefited with being able to come out earlier. And I think that is a blessing because at the end of the day, we all just like regular cisgender boys, they go through regular ass puberty, puberty, you know, they, when I say puberty, I'm not talking about literally like physical puberty, but I'm talking about like, you know, you're a teenage, you're when you're a teenage boy, you're supposed to be a teenage boy, you know, but if you're, you know, say someone who's like, say the generation before me, they might've not came out until they was well into their 40s. Whereas my generation, we more than likely came out in our 20s something, Gen X I'm talking about. And whereas millennials, they came out probably more so high school. These motherfuckers, these Gen Z motherfuckers coming out the box, you know, in (laughs) elementary school. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So they get... (laughs) So they get... (laughs) Yeah. We, you know, again, back to our previous conversations and previous episodes, the generations before you have provided you with the benefit of coming out earlier and just living and just being the age you're supposed to be, but also within the gender you're, you're, that you're born with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can start figuring that stuff a little bit earlier. And actually I've met some, you know, 20 somethings um, that came out really early that are a little bit more in their skin than I was when I was 20 something, late 20 something, okay. you know, because they had a longer, uh, and when I say, I'm talking more so about masculine women, mm-hmm. but had a little bit more in their skin um, because they were able to just, be mm-hmm. even whatever little child, but they were fully out and being <laughs> and learning and falling on their face at the age appropriate time to fall on your face. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's something I think is interesting um, as well. So I, I, I think as the generations go on, you know, I think um, that you soon will just, you know, have young people that are just being that, uh, young people and then their adults, but all through the whole thing that we all go through there, they are, they have their gender identity intact, or at least they're growing with it. Yeah. You know, they, you know, actually even better, I hope it's not as rigid. Cause I think sometimes, you know, in the newness of being free with the world and ourselves and we're out and proud and visible and, and love us motherfucker. Fuck you. You know, you know, in the midst of all of that, <laughs> Ain't you blind? Don't you get you see me beautiful? Right, right. <laughs> you know, in the midst of all that, there's still this. There's this rigidness of once I have declared myself, can I move from this? And that is against what the straights have had for eons. Is the abil- some ability to be flexible as they grow? They see it as different things, and they still have the rigidness too. But you know, I think. We as the wonderful queers that love to push the envelope and and change things as opposed to assimilate to them, Mm -hmm. that our young people um, can say, no, this time between age five and 25, I am fully flexing in this way because I can. You know what I mean? And I'm figuring this out. And then as I get older, I may change and mold and like that's the freedom we want. So we're not scared when new things come, right? When new things come, if we're so rigid, 
we we have rules to that new thing and then we don't want to try that new thing and we don't want to ex- or rather experience that new thing, whatever that new thing is. So this rigidness on both sides. Let's not get it twisted, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and that's the goal. Definitely. <laughs> I think in that, <laughs> um, especially with, you know, agreeing with you that a lot of the young people that I see now, um, even because I've been teaching since 2000, right? So even my students who I had in the beginning, um, in their social circles, the way that they talked about homosexuality um, with the boys and the girls has completely shifted. Completely. Now. Um, and this is mm. just in, in less than 20 years. Um my students now, they'll even say like, oh, you mean a dyke with the, the short hair with the, and I'm like, hey, like, hold on. <laughs> and they like, nah, you know what I'm saying? I, it's just, I mean, that's just the word. You know what I'm saying? That's just the word. We use, right? <laughs> they, they, they reclaimed it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's not offensive no more. <laughs> like we done. <laughs> oh, I missed it. Okay, cool. But like, so you're saying that like like a like like a like a like a boy refer to um, a lesbian as a dyke, or you talking about a young dyke? Like every like everybody just uses the term interchangeably, and it's not like it's it's not to be offensive. They're not saying it like like it's a bad thing. Like they're like, oh, you mean a tall girl? Like it's just it's just a part of how they're describing the person. And so because they know so many girls who are lesbians, it's not a thing. I even saw one girl come up to the brother. They dap real hard and everything. And she walked off the class. And I was like, oh. But that's that's little victories in my mind. That's not yeah. what the experience that they have. There's nothing in her present experience that that tells her that that's not how they're supposed to, you know, interact with each other. You know what I'm there was no hesitation in that. Like, that's absolutely normal for all of them. Cool. Does that wow. mean that we have progressed in the mentalities of the expressions that the girls are having with each other as well. Like, because society has said it's okay and girls are experimenting earlier and they're having experiences earlier in the open, right? Yes. I was having them earlier too, but they weren't in, in the, the open. open right? <laughs> um, but does that mean that girls are getting access to more evolved conversations about gender and sexuality and blah, 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 like in their social circles, or is it still really kid like, like appropriate (laughs) or I guess, you know, age appropriate conversation around it. Look, at the end of the day, um, I think um, that kids will always attempt depending how old they are, we always attempt to talk about things that are that are not age appropriate and they will be dead wrong. I don't care how. I mean, listen, I remember when I was in elementary school, I ain't gonna say her name because she's, <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember your full name, girl. But one of my, 
One of one of my friends in elementary school, I'm talking about like fifth, sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about, you know, periods. Nobody got in this shit yet, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they like, she's like, uh-uh, well, um, um, uh, uh, boys get their periods too. We was like, really? What? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, and it's white. Now, mm. as a kid, I thought about it for a second. I mean, I ain't never seen a man ejaculate. And as an adult, I'm like, right. damn, what did that girl see? <laughs> but yeah. as a kid, I was like, oh. <laughs> and, you know, and I believe that until I realized that's not the truth. <laughs> you know? So I think regardless of our, you know, how much more education we have, um, I think kids are to some degree learned. They, well, at least they have access. They they have easy access to education if they so choose to seek out the education, right? Yeah. But, you know, so to some degree, yes, kids probably know more at a younger age than I say I knew at their age. But still, in the end of the day, kids are always just trying to find new information, but their processing of that information still is indicative of their freaking age. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Hmm. Well, yeah. So that's I, I, which means I, that also that's saying that's why you give kids a break with music, <laughs> like my, like the sugar balls thing in the early yeah, episodes. Like kids don't know half the things they say. True. <laughs> so yeah, I just you know, wanted to, to think about it and and put it out there and like maybe people, um, maybe there are some women who are full on like living in their experience and understanding of masculinity from a certain vantage point it might be like ah maybe the way I'm viewing my partner is not from a place that shows love (laughs) like yeah but I I guess question how much of that is within the lesbian community is still this, this particular kind of of woman as opposed to someone who's just, you know, her, her kind of, we all broken to whatever extent, but you know, her kind of broken makes her either abusive or just, you know, whether it's verbally abusive or just, you know, ah. the, 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 she speaks of women she just, on her, on her, on her tongue, you know, like, like she got spinach between the teeth or something, you know, um, that, that is just, I don't know. I just, I just, I've seen more like abusive stuff. You know, and that can go either way. That's not even a masculine or a feminine thing, especially, you know, within queer relationships. That can go either way. But as far as that kind of, like, self-hatred, that's that's all it can be. If you're a woman and you don't particularly like women, then what's going on? Like, how do you, maybe, maybe, is that speaking to that whole disassociation thing, maybe? And first of all, let's just disclaimer, ain't none of one of these bitches on this microphone. <laughs> Psychologists, <laughs> okay. Right. We're doing the same shit y'all do with our little pseudo psychology, okay? <laughs> exactly. Or a little life experience sprinkled on top, but that's about it. No degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so take it in stride. Right. Anyway. <laughs> All due respect to psychiatrists, God bless. Right. Um. <laughs> um. But the. So that whole like disassociation, like okay, I thought of something. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wig out a little bit, right? So I'm just trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to grapple at this thing you're talking about. Where how is it present in masculine women? Um, 
to have as as with some straight men, we're just kind of comparing the two because they're closer in proximity than say feminine women. That's one of the reasons why we're saying that, right? So, right, um, is it possible for them to have this disdain for women? And I'm like, well, sometimes, and I'm just going to speak from my experience. Sometimes I've experienced that in effeminate gay men and their regards to um, women, any kind of yeah. woman. And, um, and I've always processed that as because we live in a world where that person cannot fully express their understanding and embodiment of femininity. Um, and they've been, you know, beat up literally, metaphorically, whatever, because they are feminine men who like men, whatever. Um, there's a certain kind of a feminine man that has a cattiness that is such a, a, it's like, do you, do you like women? Like some of them, actually some of the most misogynist shit I've heard has come from, from um, gay men, you know? And I'm like, so what is your relationship to fem? Like, or is it a, I don't want to use the word jealousy, but I don't, as I said, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know what the technical word is, but your connection to femininity and how some women embody, even the ones that are really feminine or even the ones that like me who are not as feminine, um, but this is even different strands of disdain sometimes going either one of our directions. And it's because it's, it's your relationship with femininity. And at the end of the day, you're not a feminine woman or or rather her brand of femininity of this woman's femininity is something that maybe you want you you wanted to develop a relationship with but don't have one it's like i don't know what that is but i know that there are some some um um uh, gay men actually a couple that weren't even that effeminate but just some gay men um that have a deep 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 apparently apparently deep disdain for women you know, and I, and those are the ones I have zero tolerance for, FYI. Please. Yeah. <laughs> zero. Absolutely none. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. Once you show that you don't like women, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Because I don't trust you. I trust you as much as I do uh, 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 a rape-leaning straight man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't trust you with my secu- yeah. with my physical security. I don't trust you with my spirituality. I don't trust you with my my expression of my own gender. I don't I don't trust you. It's a big time trust. As soon as you start dissing women on a real tangible way, like you don't like them, nah, homie. I had to kick out one of my best friends actually from high school out of a party when I was an adult mm. because he and he was he was a gay man and I ain't gonna say his name, but you know who he is and he probably even fucking remember he was drunk, but. <laughs> But he just said one, he said that one tuna fish thing. I said, you got to fucking go, son. I don't know. You need to look the fuck around, but you in the wrong place for that. Mm -hmm. I love you. Bye-bye. You know, at least for tonight. See you when you're sober. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't got no time for that. I fought too hard to be happy, honey. And so because (laughs) those gay men are typically not in a lot of, female spaces, those ideas can grow and they're constantly in spaces where those ideas can be expressed and be and and be supported and and laughed at and those kind of things. Um mm-hmm. and, and not challenged specifically. Not challenged. And so I think the the only difference is that because gay men are not in the space to you know, be courting 
<laughs> women, especially, or seeking sexual relationships with women, then that, that attitude is, is not as, um, or it, it kind of goes unnoticed a lot because they're not really in a lot of women's spaces, but people who have those same attitudes and are, <laughs> um, seeking women's company. Mm. Mm. You know, I don't like. I don't. I just like that's so. That's like so, so. You don't like yourself, and you don't like who you're attracted to. Like, where? How do you breathe? Yeah, <laughs> you know. But saying how do that, you breathe? It, it doesn't. And I don't know. I. Uh, okay, so I'm just gonna say, I definitely have met women who are hypercritical um, of women. And have said some things um, just in in casual conversation, like not even angry, not like they're mad at the person who was done something wrong to them. It's I just kind of lumped it in with like kind of like being in that the the hip hop culture that's just that wants women and and despises them (laughs) like at the same time, right? <laughs> like you think about rappers who be like, bitches ain't shit, bitches ain't shit, and I got all the hoes. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, I don't understand. The conflict. I don't right? And so sometimes- The conflict. Yes, it's definitely. And sometimes I, and I guess, okay. So I just lump the, those comments in with that mentality, right? Like mm. the height, and I, I, I think what's what's upsetting to me right now is like I excused it as just like mm. that hyper masculine thing that happens so often. But now that I'm confronting it, I'm like, yo, like how many how many women have I been in in company of? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Who, who for real, like, are are participating in that conflict actively and are dating mm. my sisters, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Black women carrying that conflict in the relationship with them, right? Mm. And so... Yeah, it might look like abuse on some time, on some terms, like in those extreme cases. But sometimes it just looks like, uh, like misogyny, like um, role play, or like um, heteronormative, you know, relationship structure, like get in the kitchen, woman. You know, what I'm what? you know what I'm saying. Like, well, you're my. If I ever attempted. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like you're my. I haven't even attempted to have the thought. (laughs) (laughs) You should be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Um, And how much? But you know, that's peculiar when anyone says that. You know, that's that's like you know, it depends on where you stand on the spectrum. Period. Like you know. I'm sure for some straight folks to have, you know, you know, all of a sudden a friend come out and say, you know, yo, get in that kitchen. And yeah, be like, what the fuck are you doing, nigga? Like, <laughs> what type, what year are you in? <laughs> you know, so I like that shit is so foreign to me. 
You know what I mean? That that particular kind of mentality is so for me, it's, it's, it's laughable, though. It's not funny, you know, um, and I and what you said that you put up with it, like when you said that, I was like, I, I see so many sisters put up with like, why are you with that nigga? Like, why? Why? You are so gorgeous. You're so smart. You're so brilliant. You're so this. You're so that, you know. But what is it that makes you think that? is a good connection. Ah, uh, but how <laughs> many women are used to being in relationships with people that don't like women? It feels familiar, right? <laughs> so say you're, 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 you're a femme, you dating dudes that act like that. Then you mm-hmm. start dating a, a masculine woman who acts like that. Like, that's... that's ah, oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yo, I know, I know, because you know, I I have a lot of I have a lot of femme friends, and I constantly check in and ask them questions. I do want to understand because you know their brand of woman I so appreciate, but I can't say I understand everything of the ins and outs of how someone who under who wields and commands their femininity what that <laughs> what that <laughs> is and how y'all be thinking, right? So I you know I'm always mystified by when I see what I consider beautiful, brilliant women with raggedy ass motherfuckers, like grimy, like homegirl don't look clean. Yeah. Like I don't think she take a bath every day, a shower every day. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like grimy. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, you know, I I got hip hop ish. You know, I got a little tin, you know, even when I was rhyming, I still wasn't that, I wasn't that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But all that being said, so I never understood that. And, but, but what is, I think a relationship to that kind of masculinity outside of how it's problematic, it feeds this, um, it feeds their, it, 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 it literally, I think, feeds their femininity. Like femininity is hungry too, and that's a little that's like little little niblets. Like, mm, that's just hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's my best attempt to try to understand at least what I've been told. Um, um, I still wonder though, you know. Um, but uh, you know, people like what they like. Uh, you know, you know, and you know, when people lock for whatever reasons, you know, no one can tear them apart until they tear each other apart. You know what I mean? So nothing you can really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you being willing to talk this through with me. Like, I feel like what I thought I was feeling about it in the beginning like I'm on something completely different now <laughs> oh word <laughs> no and it's good to be able to kind of just just work it through and, and talk it out and and, and just grow you know mm. emotionally yeah or, or mentally um in these experiences that we're having as people interacting with other people like it's 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 good and, and juicy and 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 so interesting you know because <laughs> we we just we're so so much <laughs> we are we are so much we are we are so much and the thing is we would like to know how so much you all are as well if y'all just email a bitch <laughs> 
<laughs> so this is where we roll to the portion of the show where we say, hey, <laughs> if you need any advice about love, life, uh, all those questions that come up on your day-to-day trying to navigate the world as a non-conforming individual, mm. um, we are your gay aunties and we are accessible. <laughs> so accessible. <laughs> Your gay aunties at gmail.com. You can assess us there. <laughs> Access us there. Right. <laughs> you know, at your gay aunties on Instagram, you can holler at us there. Tell us your story. We so look forward to reading it on the air and hopefully giving you some sound advice. All right. Well, thanks again for um, another great talk. And I look forward to next week. <laughs> I do too and yo I hollered at uh, uh, um, uh, T so we may be doing this in a couple of weeks I'm not going to put anything concrete because you know technology has not been our friend and yeah. you know we got the babies and we got the family life and there's a lot going on so we want to be as flexible as a new family has to be as well but hopefully we'll get uh, T in uh, the studio well you know <laughs> right right <laughs> using this on the air we use this app yeah <laughs> on the air <laughs> in due time um, so yeah alright so I am Anifa Walida I'm Red Summer and we are yeah. your gay auntie indeed we are <laughs> bye love bye you. babies <laughs>